and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! Oh, he's drilled home by Steve Davis. Dear, then he comes Matheson. Oh, he's gone! And now it's Johnson. That is a hugely important goal, which may just keep Rochdale in League One. Hello and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. We're back once again. It's been a while, but we've got a few Dale games to talk through. And my name is Dean. I'm joined by Chaff. Chaff, how are you? I was all right until you started talking shite about Arctic Monkeys albums before. Yeah, I'd like to point out that I still that I am a massive Arctic Monkeys fan though, because you made it sound like I was slating them and I wasn't. All right, fair enough. But you're still wrong about favorite worst nightmare. Yeah, it's the it's the worst one. Uh, Ryan is also with us. Ryan, what's your favorite Arctic Monkeys album? Uh, I am. By a million miles, and just consistent with the pod, really. I disagree with Chaff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that is the correct answer as well. By the way, well done. Um, so let's stop talking about Arctic Monkeys. Let's start talking about Rochdale, which is what we're here to do. Although I'm not sure many people will want to hear us talk too much about them at the moment because it's not been the best few weeks. But uh, there has been a victory since the last time we spoke, at, at least. So we'll talk through that game first: the one 0 home win over Northampton. Um, Chaff, fair to say there was some signs of life in this game and probably one of our better performances of the season, to be honest. Yeah, it was... Um, I don't I, I don't know what it is. We do seem to to pick up against the the better sides a little bit to sort of apart. Um, we beat them at their ground earlier in the season um, and we've managed to do the double over them. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with them either, to be honest with you. Um, I couldn't see why they were second in the league at the time. But, yeah, it was a, a, a solid performance. Um, and I thought we deserved the win in, in the end. Yeah, right, and it was, um, it was solid is a good word to describe it, I think, wasn't it? I mean, the defence certainly looked more comfortable, didn't they, in this game than they have done in games since and before it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm glad we're skipping the Port Vale game, by the way. Uh, rather than that... Um, but yeah, we looked solid. I thought, um, from what I remember of it, first half was a bit of a drab affair. I remember people chatting at half-time on WhatsApp and stuff saying, oh, how much better it is than Tuesday and stuff. I thought it was marginally better. Um, but second half, I thought we were really good. I thought we played some really good football. Um, could have scored more, I thought. There were some really good moves. Enjoyed it, um, which you've not been able to say too much, I don't think, recently. Um, but yeah, solid. Again, similar. I weren't impressed with them. Um, their coaching staff weren't either, for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, you can't argue with a, a win against, they were third at the time, weren't they? Um, so yeah, solid performance, really good clean sheet, goal for Tavon. And uh, yeah, things looked nice and rosy. Yeah, for a short while. I think you made a good point. I don't think it was a great Northampton performance. I think if they've been performing like that all season, they certainly won't be as high in the table as they are. And we do have to kind of take that into account a little bit. But Chaff, one man who, who I thought particularly stood out in this game, part of that defence, uh, Jerry Dorset, an absolute colossus in the first half, even dri- driving out from the back with a ball at his feet. And yeah, he showed in this game, didn't he, that there is definitely a, a player there. There's a defender there. I'm not sure there's a player there. Um, important difference that um, I don't know why you've come to me with this <laughs> with this point because I, I don't like him I don't rate him um, 
I thought he did quite well against Northampton. I, I will give you that. I thought, well, I thought he did very well against Northampton. Um, I still don't like the ball anywhere near his feet at any point because I've never seen any professional footballer as uncomfortable in possession as what he is. Um, but when the ball's in the air, then yeah, I think he's really, I think he's solid. I think he's good in the air, and I, yeah, I do thought, I do think he had a a very good game. In fairness to him, he hasn't since. But he had a very good game against Northampton. Yeah, fair, that's a fair point. I think um, I, the way I see it, I just see him having a better career than Taylor. And I think that's the way we've kind of been discussing it all the way through, hasn't it? Has been kind of comparing them to because they're at a similar sort of stage of the career, you'd say. And I just think I see more of a dominance to, to, to Dorset's game than I do Taylor's. Taylor still worries me a little bit. Um, although, yeah, neither of them have exactly set the world alight, I suppose. Um, Ryan, it was a bit of a, a shock to see Matt Dome back in the team as well for this game, but it was a good performance from him. And again, we kind of haven't seen it in the game since, but in this game in particular, he did an important job for us, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Um, I think he had a cameo um, a couple of weeks prior, didn't he? Um, where again, I thought he, I thought he played pretty well in that, and just what Matty Dunn does, I think. Um, I think he's always been one of them players who needs a run at games. Um, I don't think he's someone who's going to come in and make an impact. I've never really fancied him as a sub either. I think he's someone who's got to play games and play him regularly um, and will come on to a few games. But I think he's done well in the games since. I know there were a couple of chances he missed, but his movement's really good. And I think he offers quite a lot. His pace, he tends to have a really good link up with whoever's playing on the left hand side of defence. Um, and I thought in this game in particular, I thought we were really good. He created a lot of space and chances for for people. And yeah, it it's um, coming to the summer though, isn't it? So he, he tends to do this and tends to play for a contract. Um, so I'm more I'm expecting to sign one. Um, but yeah, I, I, he did did really well in this game. I was, I was well impressed. It looked like almost for done it all. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I'd be surprised if we fall into that trap of offering him another deal again, but I was surprised last year as well. Um, Chaffer, another another player we were maybe a little bit surprised to see back in the team for this game was Jimmy Keohan after such a lengthy um, injury absence, but he did quite well on his return. And I think I said before the game that I was quite impressed by Stockdale's decision to bring him in and leave Corey O'Keefe out because... It, Corey's not been at his best since coming back on a on a new deal, taking over the loan, uh, taking over his contract, whatever you want to call it. And um, there's a there was a lot of clamour from supporters to bring him back, and he's clearly a fan's favourite for some of the performances put in earlier in the season. So it was a brave decision, wasn't it? And in this game, anyway, it certainly paid off with with Kiwain having a decent game. Yeah, I thought I thought he played really well. Um, I'm a little bit unsure on on dropping O'Keefe. Because I know, I, and I agree with you. To be fair, he he doesn't. He's not. He's not been brilliant since he came back at the end of January. So I I, I get where you're coming from with that. He's still our most creative player. Um, I think it's is it eight assists that he's got. Um, and I don't think anybody comes close to that. So it was a brave decision to to leave him out, but it worked. Uh, Kiowan, I thought did really well. Um, I think he's better defensively than what than what O'Keefe is, um, and he's 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 bagged himself a few goals last season. He's 
he's he's capable of it. Um, so yeah, I was I was surprised, but not disappointed to see him back. And yeah, I think he's um, I think he's well deserving of his place in the side at the minute. I mean, while we've got no downing, I think I'd, I'd probably try and make room for both um, Kioan and, and and O'Keefe. I'd possibly use Kioan as the the right sided centre half and let O'Keefe play on the right at right wing back. Cause even though he's not been at his best or not showing his early season form, he, like I said, he is still our most creative player. The, the stats will tell you that. Um, but yeah, he, he, he did well. I'm glad to see him back. We saw O'Keefe come on as well, didn't we, later in the game as a right winger. Would you be interested in maybe pursuing that and keeping Keogh in right wing back and playing O'Keefe further up the pitch maybe where we know you know that that's where his strengths lie, isn't it? Going forward, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be against that neither. Um, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to see more of, of Newby. I think I've said that a few times. Um, I know he can blow hot and cold, and we'll we'll move on to the, the Carlisle game, no doubt. And he was where he was absolutely garbage. Um, but yeah, I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing O'Keefe uh, utilise more in a in a more attacking role than what he's um, than what he does anyway. But to, to try and accommodate both, but I think it needs it needs downing back to be able to do that. Yeah, I keep forgetting that we're missing him, to be honest, even though it's pretty obvious from our performances. Um Ryan, you mentioned it before, but one real positive from this game as well was seeing Tavon Campbell get on the score sheet for the second time. Uh, and yeah, he took it well. And I, personally I think in all three of these games, although he's he's not had a lot of service, I think he's certainly looked to be working a lot harder than some of the players out on the pitch, which will endear him to the fans to some extent, won't it? Yeah, um, although barring this game, that's not been that difficult. I think we've probably worked harder than some of them. Um, yeah, he's done all right. I think we've said we've been like broken records since he came in. He's so isolated. Um, so it's tough to judge him, I, I think, either way. Um Judging by his goals, he looks like an instinct player um, in front of goal. So we need to get him there because um, we're not doing, I think I said on my last podcast, that a lot of the stuff he's doing has been, you know, 40, 50 yards from from goal. And that's that's not his game at all. That's that's clear for everyone to see. Um, so I was happy for him to get on the score sheet, happy for him to get the goal. You could see what it meant to him. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully we can get get some more service to him and get him closer to the opposition's goal. Um, we'll start seeing him get on the score sheet a bit more and, and get him doing what he's been brought in to do, and that's not standing old two defenders off on the halfway line. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, just before we move on to to the aforementioned Carlisle game, Chaff, I think another thing that really did please me in this game was the way we saw it out after getting the goal. I thought the game management was good. We didn't allow any easy chances, which has been a problem all season. And yeah, we, I think we were, there was a bit of shithousery there as well, weren't there, with Corey towards the end, winding their players up and keeping the ball in the corner. And it was um, it was a bit of a harder side to Dale, which we haven't seen anywhere near enough of this season. Yeah, we've seen it a few times, haven't we, from Corey? Um, it can be a gobby little shite, to be fair. He was certainly winding the Oldham fans up in that game. Um, I think James Ball's possibly similar in that in that respect. He likes to get in the ear of the the opposition and 
although it's not always the way to to, to win football matches, it, it was quite a pleasant surprise because you, yeah, we, we, we are soft as shite, aren't we, most of the time. So that was... A, the game management side of it was really pleasing because, let's be honest, we've not seen that for at least two years, three years. We've always been found wanting in, in the latter stages of games. So that was, it was pleasant to see that. Um, we just need to do it a little bit more often, I think. Um, we need a, a, a little bit more experience. I think we've, with experience um, comes that sort of, that game management, whereas we've got a very young squad. Um, so, yeah, I think the experience plays a part in that. Can I just say it was great there when you called Corey a gobby little shy and Ryan was kind of looking down on the earth that as if someone had called him and went. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still love him. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, moving on to that Carlisle game then, I guess we're going to have to do now. Um, yeah, I've wrote a five-word kind of match report there that I think sums up both this and the Sutton game. Dominated possession, but did nothing. Yeah. To be fair, um, I actually quite enjoyed a lot of it, the way we played at least. Um, but, you know, it was that thing where both boxes... We're just rubbish, aren't we? Um, we can't keep the ball out. Um, I know we mentioned a clean sheet against Northampton, but it's just two bad, bad goals. Um, and then we were just poor finishing. I think I mentioned earlier, Dawn had two clear-cut chances that he should score. Um, and I think if he's if he'd had, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I think if he'd had five or six games on the bounce, I think he scores them. Um, uh, Connor Grant should score um, and there's a few chances that on another day we win that game comfortably even scoring two we win 5-2 um, but we're not doing and it's not a co- it, sometimes you get games like this and you go ah you know what it happens you see Man City do it every week whenever we play Crystal Palace it happens um, so it's it happened it just does happen but for us it happens far too often to be a coincidence, we're just poor in front of goal, and it's not one player. This, I think, I don't think there's a clinical player in the squad. I know Charman's meant to be that, um, but we've not seen it yet. Um, but I don't one on one. There's not a single player in the squad where I'd be confident he's going to score. Um, so it's an issue. It needs sorting. I know Campbell's got a couple now, so hopefully he can be that. But again, he didn't look anywhere close to dangerous in this game. I didn't think. Um, so yeah but on the most part it's one of a few games this season where I've actually not had a massive issue with the performance I thought it was quite good yeah to be fair you've you've convinced me otherwise there I guess that's the issue of doing a podcast kind of a week and a bit after but you're right we did have chances in the game and Chaffa I think I actually tweeted afterwards about Robbie Stockdale mentioning I think he said he's been saying it all season but games are won and lost in the 18 yard box at this level um, and that's what matters. And yet, in this game, as with many, many other games this season, we were excellent between the two 18-yard boxes and let down by what happened inside them. Very much so. Uh, Rise mentioned the missed chances. Dawn's got to score two. 
he did cause problems. He did his movement was okay, but he's just not the he's just not the player he was. Um, and I know you mentioned about his contracts, and he's not he didn't deserve his last one. He didn't deserve the one before that. To be perfectly honest with you, turns up in February, um, March time, and and ends up getting a new contract every year. Um, I'm hoping that that ends this year, but at the other end as well, um, Jay Lynch just comes comes far too early for a. I don't come early. He comes too far for a ball that, that that ends up going behind him, drops it straight to the feet of their striker and scores. It's an absolutely horrific mistake, um, and it highlights again the issues that we have. Between the sticks, um, and I'll I'll be I'll be honest. I know I, I know I prefer Coleman over Lynch, and I know I've said things about Lynch previous where I don't think he's as as poor as what people make out. Um, but I, I I genuinely don't think either of them are, are worthy of keeping. Um, next season based on what we've seen this season there's just been too many mistakes that Lynch one at, at Carlisle's it's awful it's so poor and then I'll be honest I, I, I expected him to be dropped for the Sutton game after that but he wasn't and I, I, we've got three goalkeepers on professional contracts for maybe four if you include Kelly I can't remember if he's on a pro deal or not and you could argue that not one of them is is good enough. Um, and d- defensively, I thought we were we weren't we weren't great. I, I kind of felt sorry for O'Connell because I thought O'Connell was. I thought O'Connell was outstanding against Carlisle. Um, it, it looked like he was playing defence on his own at times, um, and he was the only one trying to get forward. Um, and I think some of the stick that he's had recently has been really uncalled for. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're a decent enough side between the two boxes, like you said. Um, missing chances and not being able to defend properly is only going to ever result in, in one thing, and that's what it was against Carlisle. We, we actually played quite well. Um, based on the... the the overall game, I don't think we deserved to lose at all, but we did, um, and it was a big defeat. I hate losing anywhere. I hate losing to Paul Simpson even more, and it was fucking freezing as well. So, and I had the drum next to me. It's literally next to me, bursting me bloody eardrum as well. So frustrating night. Yeah, I think I, I just wanted to touch on chap there saying, you know, Feeling sorry for O'Connell. I think we can. We could have, if we did a podcast after every single game, we'd probably say that. Um, he was. I thought he. I agree with Chaff. Thought he was outstanding, and he would let Dark Dorset turn into Dorset again. Um, and he had Jimmy Ball next to him, who did okay. But I think we missed him in midfield. Um, I thought Liam Kelly was absolutely awful. Um, I think I can't imagine him ever playing worse than he did. Um, it just seemed like every pass he tried to make, he, it just went to the wrong team. And we said before, Newby were poor. Um, Max Clark were poor. I remember saying 
in the last podcast that when Max Clark has a poor game, he's still all right. And then since then, I don't think he's had an all right game since. So <laughs> I've looked a bit of an idiot because he's been awful. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bit of a strange game because as much as I was quite happy with a performance, I can't, apart from O'Connell, there's not many I was happy with. Dooley perhaps was, was okay. And aside from that, I thought everyone was pretty awful. Um, but yeah, O'Connell again, our best player by Country Mile. I was just about to say that I thought you was a little bit harsh on Kelly because I know he had a really poor first half. The second half, I thought he did quite well. And everything that we did well in creating chances came through him. And I, I, I was going to say you're a bit harsh. And then you said that Dooley did all right. And I just can't get on board with that at all because I thought Dooley was poor. Uh, gave the ball away a stupid amount of times. Um, and... Yeah, we need to do better than, than than him in the side. I think you're right. I think we missed James Ball in midfield. But I also think he did okay at centre-half as well. Um, he certainly didn't look out of place. I know Stockdale said that um, he's, he's played there a number of times for, for Solihull. So I, I didn't have an issue with him playing there really, but we did miss him in the middle. I remember saying as he signed, um, we... It signed James Ball, who looks like a goal-scoring midfielder, and said, I'm a bit worried that we're going to fall in the trap like we have done with your Callum Campsies, your Jamie Allen, your Aaron Morley's, and playing him too deep. It's been, <laughs> it's been about four weeks and he's playing centre-half. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's worst nightmares happened already. Yeah, I must admit, I was a bit annoyed again with Stockdale afterwards, saying, well, he's been playing there for Solihull, and I don't think a lot of people know that, but the point is, is we signed him as a midfielder. We've been playing him as a midfielder. We needed a midfielder. And yeah, he finds himself in at centre-half centre and the problems that we were having in midfield beforehand were all there again at Carlisle. Um, I'm just going to read some of the stats out from this game because I, I thought I'd have a look to, to kind of get one point across and it, it kind of tells a story that we've seen a lot of times, not just under Stockdale, but under BBM as well, I think. We've had 68% possession 23 shots to Carlisle's nine, six corners to zero for Carlisle. Oh, Chaff, it's horrible to read that, isn't it? How do we lose to teams as bad as that? I don't know, but we do have a habit of doing it, don't we? I, I think you've you've made a really good point there. It was a it was a BBM like performance that for me, um, especially last season. Not so much the season before because I was quietly in, impressed the season before, but. Yeah, the, the dominating possession and coming away with absolutely nothing. We, we're 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 experts at it, um, and it's all about the the what we do in 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 the boxes, isn't it? And we just weren't good enough in either. So it, it it's massively frustrating to to listen to them stats because you you, you listen to that and. We see it every week. We we know that we've we've got the makings of a good side. We've got some good footballers, um, but we just don't see the results come from it. Well, we'll get on to whether we've got the makings of a good side or not in a little bit. But um, I think one of the other stats there, Ryan, that jumped out at me, six corners to zero for Carlisle. Um, I had a look at the corners stats for the league the other day. Only top of the league, Forest Green have had more corners than us this season. 
And yet, I believe, I think we've only scored two goals in the league from from corners this year. I think maybe four from set pieces altogether. It's pointless, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't. Whenever we get a corner or free kick, there's absolutely no excitement anymore because it, we might as well just put the ball out for a goal kick and all set back up again, aren't we? Yeah, hundred percent that. Um, it's a mix of everything as well. I think. I think delivery tends to be poor from him. Um, and we just don't have anyone who looks like they want to attack the ball. Um, you think of some players we've had in the past, you know, Dawson's the obvious one, but even players like, you know, Matty Lund, um, Vincenti, people like that, they wanted to... Jack O'Connell. Um, there's a few more I just can't think right now, but they wanted to attack, but it's got organ to an extent. They wanted to win the header, they wanted to win the ball, they wanted to head the ball, and we didn't care who was in the way, they barged them out of the way. Now, I don't see that um, in anybody. Um, it almost, and I think it, it was on the list of things we we're going to talk about, but I think it comes down to that we're too nice, we're not aggressive enough. Um, and people take aggression as we've not got any hard tackling midfielders and no one throwing tackles in and this, that, and the other. But it comes into play when you're winning balls in the air as well. And we don't do it, um, both at set pieces and in general play. I don't think it's rare. Campbell wins a header, but again, it's not his game, Matt. I'm convinced of it. And our centre-half, don't. It's rare you see O'Connell's okay in the air, but I think it's probably 50-50 most games. I don't think Dorset win. It, it can head the ball when he's got a free header, but I don't think he wins many duels. Um, and then whoever's playing at the other centre-half is just not worth talking about, is it? Um, unless it's downing. But, yeah, we just don't attack the ball. We're not aggressive enough and the delivery's poor. So, like you said, when we get a set pieces, it's just like, oh, no, no. I'm going to get a brew. Well, I think on that, I think you're right, with, especially with the aggression side of it and how poor we are at attacking corners. But I'd say the biggest threat that we've got for attacking corners is probably Max Taylor. Um, and you've just basically said whoever's playing next to O'Connell um, doesn't deserve mentioning. He's like our third top goal scorer. I think, he, has he scored from a corner this year? Was it? Did he score from a corner at Northampton? Uh, no. Or was it a, was it a free kick? kick? Yeah. But even then it's one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the two other goals haven't come from set pieces. One of them was a, a brilliant strike against Exeter and then one was one where he kind of broke into the box quite late. Um, I, 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 but I think he, I think he's he's better in the uh, than what the other two possibly are. And I think he's, I think that's more his his game. Is I think he's the he's the more physical one. I think O'Connell's unbelievable on the ball and putting blocks in, interceptions, tackling, um, and trying to bring the ball out. He's 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 class. Um, but if a ball's coming in the box, it's, it's probably Taylor I want over any of the other defenders we've got, apart from maybe Downing. Yeah, I think I think both of you have kind of touched on this point in my answer here, but Ryan especially talking about the fact that we're, we're a bit soft-centred, we're a bit nice, and I think you can reel off player after player in this squad that's exactly fits into that mould. Dooley, Newbit, Grant. I think even some of the defenders, I think Clark might maybe fit into that a little bit as well. Maybe Matty Doan does as well to, to some extent. And 
yeah, one of those players that I've mentioned there, Ryan, Alex Newby. We kind of touched on it earlier, but his performance in this game was... Well, I told I turned to Chaff at one point and said, if, it, if this was a FIFA game, I would have thought it had glitched. He was that bad for about five minutes. He was like he didn't know which team he was playing for. Always me with Newby, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was poor. He's got this in him, though, and he like... It's so frustrating because he'll have one game a month, maybe, if we're lucky, where he's he looks a player. He looks like we've got a player there. He's got quality. He's got a final ball. He looks dangerous. He's getting shots away. And then you get the rest of a month and he's just absolutely awful. Don't look like he wants to be on the football pitch. Don't want to go into any tackles, rides out of tackles, rides out of any kind of challenge. I think the thing with Newby is he's got that trait where if he does if he doesn't want to play if he does if he's not playing well, he really does look like he doesn't want to be there, and that's a really bad trait to have. I'm thinking of you know he's nowhere near. Oh, is he? A bit like Asher Grimes did when Asher Grimes were poor, he didn't want to be there, and he were getting slagged off on the message board every week. Shorts out dirty, this that and the other. And Newby's got a bit of that. And it winds me up no end. But I think it winds me up because of how good I know he can be. You look at the goal, that volley he scored, I can't remember who it was against, and it's like, he's got quality. Um, but it, we just don't see it anywhere near often enough, and I don't think we will. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, I imagine if you're a, a full-back playing in League 2, I imagine you look forward to playing against him. I imagine he's very easy to defend against, unless he's having a good game and he's one of them. It is one of them where he's influencing it. For the majority of the game, you don't have to do much. You can put a, a strong tackle in early doors, he won't come near you again. And it's like, it's a bit of old-fashioned football cliche sort of nonsense, but it, it does ring true because we've seen it for two seasons with him. Um, yeah, and I, I agree to some extent about you can see there's a player there and there's potential there, but how many times have we actually seen it? Yeah, not um, Exactly that. And I think that's an issue with a lot of our players. And again, we'll come on to this um, kind of after we've, we've dug into the Sutton game, but we'll move on to that Sutton game, Chaff. Um, yeah, r- rinse and repeat, I guess, my, my five my five words. Um, match report, we are 60% possession again, beating 3-0. Um, we're really easy to play against, that we, when we're playing like that? I didn't go to the Sutton game, so I can't comment too much. I actually fancied us to get something from it, though. Um, Stockdale said before the game he knows how Sutton are going to play. And then he he, he said after the game that they knew exactly how Sutton were going to play. And we still got nothing from the game and didn't really have an answer to... To whatever to, to the way that Sutton did play the game, so that sounded a bit weird to me. Um, I've seen the goals; they're not great at all. Um, the the free kicks excellent; it's a brilliant free kick. Um, so top marks for that. The second goal is horrendous. The ball from Dooley is pathetic. Um, McNulty doesn't do enough to to get there either uh, and gets dispossessed and it's all too easy we've seen it countless bloody times 
um, goals like that conceded. And then the third goal, there's, there's nobody in the same postcode as Jay Lynch and he decides to punch it out to the edge of the box and, and they finish and we just can constantly shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, again, it sounds like we had quite a lot of possession. But again, we've come away with nothing. Um, and you, you, without looking at the stats, you, you, you look at it and you think we've been absolutely battered 3-0 by a, an half-decent, albeit physical side. But we probably haven't. It's just individual mistakes. It's a lack of, a, of ability in both boxes again. So it's it's absolutely it's, it's infuriating. We we do tend to up our game against the better sides in the in the in the league. We've seen it this season, um, and we just didn't, did we? Um, and I, I I was massively disappointed with that. Yeah, um, I'm going to disagree with you slightly there. I mean, I was I was at Southern on Saturday, and for me, we were battered. Um, there was absolutely no. No point in that game where I thought we were going to get anything out of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering if Stockdale did know how Sutton were going to play, if there was a, an element of arrogance to the way we set up and we thought we could go and play our own game and beat them at it because we played right into their hands from the first whistle. Um, they knew exactly what to do. Just give us the ball, let us have the ball um, and we'll, we'll make the mistakes for them and we won't create anything and that's what happened all the way through the game and yeah, Ryan, I guess, um, yeah, <laughs> there's no plan B and plan A isn't working very often at the moment, is it? Well, he tried plan B because he said in his post-match that he picked a physical side. So I had to relook at the lineup and saw that the midfield four had Connor Grant, Stephen Dooley and Alex Newby in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I think he thinks he's picked a physical side because he's put James Ball back in midfield where he should be and put Jim McNulley at the back. But, like... That's the frustration with me, and I, we'll come on to it later, but some of the things that he comes out and says, and it's like, I don't know. It, does he think we're stupid and thinks that nobody went and watched properly? Um, no one's going to check the lineups. no one's going to check stats and what have you. Because you can't come out and say that and then have those three players in a midfield four. Um, so, yeah, like Chaff, I weren't there. Um, was looking forward to going at the start of the season, new ground, but it's just not happening. Um, and yeah, sounds like we were poor again, but was I surprised? No, be not, let's be honest. We, probably no one was expecting any result at Sutton away, but it sounds like the way in which we lost was typical of us over the last couple of years. And it was... The, there's not much, if anything, improving. And I think that's the biggest issue people are starting to have. And we're seeing a lot more negativity creeping. Um, and I think it's due, um, to be honest, because you want to see improvement in something. And there's times where, yeah, we look okay defensively, but then you think, oh, none of them defenders are going to be here next season. So it's sort of pointless. Um there's just no improvement with anything. And yeah, that that comment really pissed me off after the game. 
when I looked at the lineup again. Yeah, um, I want to touch on something you mentioned there about us not expecting anything from the game, which I agree with. Um, I didn't expect to get anything going away to a team flying out at the top of the table, but I have seen a lot of people use that to excuse the performance, um, which is, that's just so, I can't get my head around that. We've gone from saying that about losing at Sunderland to losing at Sutton. And no no disrespect to Sutton, because they're a good side, you can see that, they won't be as high on the table as they are, but the majority of their players have played the majority of their careers in non-league. It's the first season in League Two, and we're going there showing them so much respect that we can't even um, put in a performance against them, and we expect to get beat 3-0 and perform like that and create nothing all game. I just... I struggle with that. I think we're better than that, um, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I think I find it a bit... Um, at, at times, it doesn't make sense because most of our fans are pretty much saying that there's not much between the league. Um, you know, if you look from top to bottom, there's very little, dip, you know, aside from Forest Green and perhaps um, Scunthorpe, there's not much in terms of, you know, difference in quality between the top and the bottom sides, really, I don't think there's... We've said all along, there's not many teams we've been impressed with. So then you can't say that, you know, we were poor because we played someone good. You know, the results sort of, you know, you can accept losing against third in the league. But I agree with you. It's a way you play and your performance and rolling over and letting them, you know, do what they want and beat you. Um, don't I don't care if you're playing second or 23rd. You don't do that. Not at this level. You know, you... It's not like the Premier League where you, your Norwiches are going to your cities and your Liverpools and you're probably going to get thumped four or five nil and you're sort of like, oh, fine. It's not that big a gap in quality in this league and at this level. Um, and so it can't happen. So it's un- it is unacceptable. I don't care who you're playing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you there. Um, I, they're a good side. You know, the, the, there's a lot of teams that have gone there and been beaten this season. And I'm not going to sit here and say I expect us to be beating teams like Sutton, but... I certainly don't expect us to roll over either. And I think that's what we did on Saturday. Um, Chaff, Ryan touched on that midfield. Oh, basically just non-existent as far as I could see. And yeah, we've added James Ball, who adds a little bit more aggression, a little bit more physicality. But he seems more to me the kind of in the kind of Matt Lund role in that he's going to press higher up the pitch and try and win the ball there. And that, for me, still leaves a gap in midfield where we don't have that man who sits in front of the defence and can win the ball and can stay in shape. And I think on, on Saturday, we probably saw the lack of that more than more than we have for a, a while, to be honest. Well, we, we've needed one for a long time, a long time before Robbie came in. We've just, we, we've, we've never managed to to bring one in or it's never been, either that or it's never been seen as a, as big an issue as what we see it. Um, that that may well be the case. And we've had Aaron Marley playing in a deeper midfield role, um, and as 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 good a player as Aaron is, he's not the the type of player. I think we think we need. Um, unless unless I'm right, we're we're not experts at, by any stretch of the imagination, but. I'd like to think that we we all know football quite well, and we, not not having somebody in in the midfield who can who can go and win you the ball, um, who can put themselves about and add a, a physicality and stop teams just you know going through at will. It seems obvious to 
to, certainly to me. Um, it just it just looks like for the last two years at least we've been we've just been screaming out for somebody like that who somebody who can play the the Perkins role or the Peter Cavana role and just be an absolute nuisance. You don't have to have the, the passing ability of Aaron Marley because we, we've got Liam Kelly who can do that. You don't have to be the somebody who arrives late in the box. We've got James Ball who can do that. We've had Matt Lund who can do that. We, we just need somebody who's going to offer a little bit more protection to the back four and, and stop the likes of, of Kelly and Ball having to play so deep. Um. It really is frustrating because we we've said it for uh, we've said said it since before we started doing this podcast that that's what we've needed and we just don't seem to get it. I I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know whether whether this whether it's it's seen as a as 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 important as what we see it, but it does it does really annoy me because it it makes us look weak and. I can't help but think that if we did have that type of player, it would it would allow us to to open up our options in in the way that we play as well. Robbie Stockdale said at the fans forum that before he took the players um, for the first time, he had a an idea of what he wanted to do with them, and then he realised that he couldn't do that. I don't believe for one minute that he came in and, and thought. I want to play three centre halves every week. I think he's been left with that because he's seen what we've got on is is weak. But if we brought somebody in who can offer a bit more protection, it opens up a, a, so many different options. Um, I know Ryan said before we've not got a we've not got a plan B, and or it might be new actually. We've not got a plan B, and plan A doesn't work. That that one position can can give us a plan B, C, and. Yeah, it, it 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 really really annoys me. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're we're, we're never wrong, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's had he's had January to try and fix it. He had a few weeks towards the end of the summer window to try and fix it, and he hasn't. And that suggests to me that maybe he doesn't see it as the issue that we see it as. But what really winds me up is kind of seeing other teams' fans comment on us after the game. And I read a blog by a Sutton fan on Saturday who is kind of summarisation of Dale was one line that was like 10 minutes in, you could see Rochdale were the kind of team that were going to pass it out from the back and give us chances. And it, it just resonated with me because it's like, he's seen that in 10 minutes of watching us, he, he felt that. <laughs> we, we're saying that after 35 games, whatever it is, Robbie Stockdale's the manager of the team and it feels like he can't see that and we're still making the same mistakes. And Ryan, we're talking in the WhatsApp pretty much after every game at the moment, aren't we, about kind of where this team's heading, what the kind of... I guess we're we're being a bit more existential, aren't we, after every game of this podcast that we're not really kind of digging into individual performances. But we're saying, at the moment, you know, this isn't quite good enough and... Yeah, we take everything into account in terms of the summer and, and in terms of um, Stockdale being dealt a difficult hand. I think we all appreciate that. But after January, after being given the opportunity to bring some players in, we were hoping for a reason to be excited for next season. And at the moment, um, I'm 
not seeing that. And I, I think you're kind of on the same page as me. 100%. Um, I'm already not looking, for, not looking forward really to next season. I don't, like I said before, I don't think we've improved in any single area on the football pitch from the start of a season to now and include individual players in that. I think there's more players that have regressed than players that have improved. Um, I, You give the benefit of a doubt of a summer. The summer were tricky. For any manager in the world comes in and they're going to find that tough. I get that. So you August to December was a bit of a get us through there, get us to January, and then let's see what we can do. January comes, he's been told that the money that we get in is going to be put back into the transfer budget. Great. That's not happened to another manager. I don't think in, I might be wrong here, but in my lifetime, I don't think that it very rare that happens. He's spent the money. And at this moment in time, I don't think, have any of them improved us? Probably not right now. And I know people are saying, you know, give him time, give him this, give him that. Next season will be fantastic, will be this. Charman will score 50-odd goals and Campbell will get 60 and this, that and the other. You can't... On what evidence? Like, yeah, they might get better. And I've said, you know, Campbell looks handy in front of goal. He says, he missed a sitter, didn't he? Um, that header against... How are we good? Whenever his celebration annoyed me. Um, so he's got a couple of goals, which, you know, very good. He might be a poacher, he might do really well. But we're not playing that type of football either. And I think I said a few weeks ago on the last pod, I don't know what type of team we are. I think in the last few games, we've seen what type of team we are. And we're playing the same or trying to play the same football BBM played. And I know people will say we're getting the same results. Fine. I was, again, unpopular opinion this, but I was more entertained on the BBM than I am this season. And I'm finding myself... At gate, like I looked this week and I saw we're at home on Saturday, and I was like, Oh, we're at home. And I'm already dreading it. And I know that 10 minutes into the game, I'm going to be sat around and be like, Again, this. And then they're going to score from a corner, probably. And then I'm going to say to my dad after an hour, If we score again, can we go? Because that's just been my season. And I'm finding it boring. And like you said, now, I don't think we're going to go down. We're certainly not going to get the playoffs like every January signing we're saying. Um, so it's just a bit of a season and nothing. So the least I want is, you know, be ent- draw free all every week if you want. But entertain us. Give us something to shout about. And we're nowhere close to seeing that. And, you know, I went into this season a year, year and a half of football thinking... Oh, I'm going to go to most away games. I can't wait. You know, I can't wait to falls across the country. I don't know how many away. I probably did to, I'd guess seven, maybe eight. And I can't think of anything worse than traveling all the way to Sutton to watch us because I don't know. I've got better things. I don't even want to travel to Scotland to watch us, let alone Sutton. And actually, I felt sorry for you, Dean. Um, so yeah, I'm struggling with it a lot. And I think I'm struggling with more than most. And I don't really know why, because I was so patient last season. Um, but I'm just almost dissolute. I feel closer to the club than ever, but more disillusioned with the team than I have for a long, long time. 
Um, I'll say, don't. There's no need to feel sorry for me, mate. I think we all know from watching Dale that the ninety minutes can quite often be the worst part of the day. And uh, I had a cracking day on Saturday. So <laughs> aside from being at the ground and watching Dale, um, I think Ryan touched on something really pressing there, Chaff, um, about people saying Charman's going to score fifty goals when he's fit, or you know, obviously he's being glib, but the the, the underlying point is. This is something a lot of people have said all season. So we were saying earlier in the season, we were saying if we had a reliable goal scorer, then we'd be higher up the table. Now people are saying if we had a better goalkeeper, we'd be higher up the table. We've spoke tonight and quite a few times on WhatsApp over the last few weeks and in other podcasts previously, and we've said the goalkeeper's not good enough. We're not scoring enough goals. Defensively, we're having issues. We're weak in midfield. Is it not a little bit easier for us to turn around and go, actually, well, what what is good about this team and saying, oh, it's just this little thing that needs tinkering because everything we're saying is saying we're not praising any aspects really at the moment, are we? At least not on a consistent basis anyway. No. Um, I've been more positive than possibly, probably both of you. Certainly Ryan, but probably both of you um, all season. And I, I, I still am. There was a lot of what Ryan said there that I I just can't disagree with. Um, and I, I completely get where he's coming from. I did say this season is almost obviously we've 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 got to stay up. Um and we we're not safe yet. A couple of twist there'll be twists and turns yet. Um, but I don't think we'll go down. Um that's not me being arrogant, but I just don't think we're one of the two worst teams in the league. And I think the league table will show that come May. But I completely get his point about improvement um, because I was one of them. Let's get to January. Let's get to January. Um, And we'll see a completely different side then. And we haven't, have we? Um, And we've, we've spent a lot of money by all accounts. Um, brought in two strikers for money, um, which doesn't happen every window by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I know that they signings for next year, and I'm pretty much of the opinion that this season, providing we stay up, anything above that is is all right, um, and it's very much a, a case of planning and building. For next season, um, I think the rebuilding job that he's had to do has been absolutely huge. I think the jury's still out on his recruitment. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Robbie. Um, I, I have been since the day he stepped foot in the place. With BBM, I, I didn't bother listening to his to any press conference that he did or any interview that he did because he wound me up. Whereas I find them refreshing with Robbie. I know that his last one puzzled me a little bit, like it did, and it pissed, evidently pissed Ryan off. But his honesty is refreshing to me. Um, and I do think he gets it. I think if we don't make some significant changes in the summer and we don't hit the ground running in the summer at the start of next season, I think he's in big trouble because you can already see that the 
there's the, the pressure's on massively. Um, and there's more people each week sort of leaning towards what Ryan's saying. Um, and I get it. It's, it's frustrating. Um, we do. We, 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 we sit there and we, and we say defensively we're shite. Keepers are shite. Make you far too many individual errors. But it doesn't seem to, to, to matter the, the turnover of players very rarely seem to, to, to get resolved. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all building to next season. The signings that we've made, I think, build to next season. You've brought three players in for money on that were that are playing that were playing non-league. Um, it's going to take a while for all three of them to to get up to to the standard of the football league. Um, especially somebody who had a nine-to-five job. But I also expected to see a lot more improvement, and I've not seen any improvement. Um, I know we played well against Northampton, and to an extent we played well against Carlisle, but we came away with nothing. This Saturday is huge. I think if this Saturday, if uh, against Barrow, one of the teams around us at the bottom, we get beat on Saturday, you'll 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 know about it. It'll be it'll start becoming a little bit toxic, but. I don't think we. I don't think we're, we're bad enough to go down, and I, I. I hope I'm right in that. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things I want to touch on there because there are things I like about Robbie. Um, I think he gets the club in the most part by the sounds of things. He seems a likable guy, someone you'd want to go for a pint with. Um, you know, you'd want to sit, go to a restaurant with this, that, and the other. He'd probably. Say hi to you if you walk past him, this, that, and the other. A lot of my frustration all comes with the things he says and the honesty because do something about what you're saying. You know, he's been saying, Dean said it before, he's been saying the same things after every single game this season since Harrogate away. And now we're all sat here saying that nothing's improved. So then, like, what? What's got what's going on on the training ground? Like what what's being improved? Because the evidence suggests nothing. Um, I think recruitment in the most part's been poor now. Ball, Campbell, and Charman might be really good next season. They might they might also be really bad. We don't know yet. Um, probably not seen enough evidence to just to suggest either way on um, any of them. Um, but I think from the start of the season, it jumps out at me every single time the fans forum, the first one, when he said, I know what it need, I know what it takes to get out of this league. I know the physicality you need, and I'm not going to be fixated on systems and formations we're going to adapt. He's been fixated on systems. We've played the same formation. We've never adapted to an opposition once. We've not got the physicality, we've not got any real kind of physicality. He thinks he had a physical team against Sutton and he had Conor Grant, Alex Newby and Dooley in midfield and he knows what it takes to get out, out of a division. To be fair, we're not far off getting out of a division, but it's the wrong way. Um, so I'm just being continued. I listen to his interviews and I, every single time he sucks me in for five minutes and I go, you know what, he gets it. We're going to improve next week. He knows what's wrong. And then 
10 minutes later, I go, oh, no, he said that last week. Didn't he? And nothing changed this week. So it's just, I don't know where I stand with it. I'm never going to stand and something would have to go drastically wrong for me to stand and sit here and say, I want a manager out. I'm not that. Um, I'm not saying he should be. I think every manager should get a season at least. But I'm, it's getting harder and harder to justify, I must admit. And it's just getting well annoying <laughs> more than anything. Um, and boring, like I've said. One of the questions that I've kind of asked you both over the last few weeks, um, I think it's one to kind of open up to you both again now and, and hopefully people will, will kind of get in touch as well and, and tell us what they think. I think one of them said to you, right, how many times have we actually played well this season? I think I counted six games in the league where we've played well. I don't know if you thought there was any more than that. I don't know if you think that's kind of what we were expecting given we were expecting a, a difficult season anyway, given everything that was happening off the field. But six out of six out of 33, is it? Sorry, that's uh, it's not good enough, is it? The cogs are ticking now and I'm Newport at home. Yeah, so I, I, haven't, got them, I haven't got them written down. Yeah. I think I have both the Northampton games, Newport yeah. at home, Port Vale away. Yeah. Uh, I think Stevenage at home, which we drew, but I thought we were very good. Um, we're okay. But Elliot List plays for them, does he? Yeah, that game. Um, yeah. And there, there was one other. Um, Tranmere. Tranmere, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of, you've got more than me there. Not even being good, but, you know, like being entertaining and, I think we all said, I, I expected mid-table, I think, but we all said this season is a bit of a transition. Not expecting too much, but you expect to at least have 90 minutes of some kind of fun. Um, and if anything, with the pressure off, it's more chance to be fun and, you know, be entertaining and almost, yeah, one week we might lose 4-3, but the next week we might win 5-4 and whatever. And it's... Yeah, I don't know. Some kind of fun is definitely the name of this episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Chaff, I don't know if there's any that you kind of want to add to that little list we've got there. I'm sure there are there are some, and I'm sure there's games that I haven't been that impressed with that you might have or Ryan might have as well. But just the fact that we can kind of count them so easily is a bit worrying, isn't it? And there have been games where we've played well in patches, but then, uh, and maybe even one without playing well all the way through, but to actually like point out maybe five, maybe six performances where we've been good throughout, yeah, that just isn't good enough, I don't think. No, I'd probably agree with that. Um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Um, potentially Shrewsbury in the Carabao Cup thing. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's, when you say it like that, it's that's disappointing. Um, but again, it's it's one of, I, I I can't wait for this season to be over, and then rebuild. I know we seem to do that every single year. We when we say it every single, we seem to say it every window, don't we? Let's get to the next window. Let's get to the next window. And recently, nothing's. Nothing's improved on that. So I want to see, I can't wait for the season to be over. I can't wait for us to, I, I want to see what we're like with a, with a Stockdale pre-season. 
because we came in, he, he came in halfway through a BBM preseason. Um, and then, as we know, couldn't sign players straight away and, and various things like that. So it's, it's, it's not been good enough. The results have certainly not been good enough. The majority of the performances have not been good enough. Um, let's just limp home and, and, and build for next season. What a way to sell the tickets for the rest of the season, chat. <laughs> That's not my job, in fairness. <laughs> good job, really. Um, I think you make a good point there on kind of the rebuild that's required this summer. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think we do need one, which is a worry because, like you say, we see that seems to be the case every every summer, to be honest, at the moment. But Ryan, another question that that um, someone who's been on this podcast before actually posed to us at the Carlisle game was. Which of these players do you build a team around? Which of these players would get in, say, the 2010 promotion team or the 2014 promotion team? We keep saying this is a decent squad of players with potential, but is it? No. Um, or Connell. I don't know if he. I think he's a better player than Stanton was, but I don't know if he gets in ahead of Stanton next to Dawson. He does so for I, me. See, he probably does, but I liked Stanton were funny, weren't he? His pace were good. He, gets, yeah, he only ever used his pace to, to to react to mistakes, though. Yeah, but it was um, some fun, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I think he gets in the most recent promotion team. Aside from that, none of them do in either of them. Um, no, it's not even worth thinking about, is it? Not a single one of them does. So, no, is the answer. We've not got a decent squad, have we? But yeah, I think that's, I, I think I just wanted to ask that because I think it's kind of a question that you wouldn't ask yourself very often. And yet, when you do, you kind of realize that maybe you, you've been a little bit lenient on some of these players, or maybe you. You want them to be good, right? You want these players to be good because you've seen them develop. We've seen little glimpses from Conor Grant, for example. We've seen what Corey O'Keefe can do when he's absolutely on his game and you feel like they are potentially really good players. But Chaff, they're not performing well enough, right? And when you put it in context of looking at teams that have won promotion from this division before in a Rochdale shirt, there's a massive chasm between the quality of those two teams and this team. And that's obvious because of where we are in the league. But it's not obvious to every fan because, like I say, some fans are saying, this could be a good team if we change this. This could be a good team. But really, it needs a rebuild again, like you said. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that in terms of which players now would get in any of our promotion sides and I can't argue with just saying O'Connell and nobody else I can't argue with that um, I think that I think you're, you're spot on there and yeah I hadn't thought of it like that and it's not a great thing to think about actually it's depressed me a little bit <laughs> maybe we are sort of overrating these players a little bit um, what I will say is I, 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 we, we've seen enough from Corey to to realise that he's got a lot to offer, um, he's not offered it since since January. I get that. I, I do quite like the look of Max Clark. 
I'd quite like I, I, I would like him to to stay beyond the summer. O'Connell, obviously, but I don't think he does. Dooley is nowhere near. Um, there's 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 more players that are nowhere near that are, than players that are that you, you that you look at and you think, yeah, we can we can we can do something with them. I quite like the look of James Ball. I'm intrigued by Charman. We've not seen it yet. I kind of expected a bit more by now. I'll be honest with that. Um, but that's not to say that I'm writing him off or anybody should write him off because they shouldn't. Um, I think he'll be a different player next season. Um, and Campbell, he's come from one tier below us. He's not playing to his to what we we think his strengths are. I don't think he's done bad by any stretch of imagination. I think he was... Uh, I know we said O'Connor was was the best player on the park against uh, Carlisle, but I thought Campbell held the ball up really well as well. I felt sorry for him. With Newby one side and Dawn the other side, I felt really sorry for him. Um, I'm expecting a lot more from him because for the amount of money that we seemingly have paid for him... Um, we're not seeing that that sort of return. You you look at we were debating whether or not it, it, he'd have broken our transfer record. I mean, I, I, from what I can gather, I don't think he has. But the person who did break our transfer record is, is, is Paul Connor, and he got ten goals in his first fourteen games. That that we're we're million miles off that with the the, the players that we've. That we're bringing in, so yeah, I don't want to think about the this team and against the promotion team because it depresses me. Well, I'm sorry about that. I don't think, yeah. Have we as a squad scored ten goals in fourteen games? <laughs> well, um, I'm really sorry to kind of end us on a on a bit of a depressing note. I just want I just want progression. That's what I want. This season was always a case of stopping the decline bringing it to a halt and if if I'm going to say if but but when we stay up we'll have, we'll have done that and then we've got to start moving forward so it's it's about it's about progression for for me we we've all said it tonight we 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 wanted to see it more over the course of the season um but yeah next season we we we've, we've got to be miles better than this season and then we've got to improve on season on season, and and I'd, I'd I'd like to think we've got the, the the right person in charge. I get why people don't think that, but I'd like to think we have. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think of positives here. Yeah, look, I'm not saying he's we haven't got the right person in charge. I'm just saying that at the moment his performance isn't good enough for what I would expect, and I think the team. I think that's fair. I think the team isn't good enough for what I believe it should be for the kind of money that we spent on players in January. And I know that that's with next season in mind, but I just want to see some progression as well. And I want to see it soon because otherwise that, that thing that me and Ryan keep coming back to about wanting to be excited for next season, it's, there's going to be less and less and less excitement if we keep going the way we're going. And I think that's fair as well. So yeah, but hopefully, you know, we can keep picking up the wins like the one against Northampton that just about keep us above the water. But I think it's also worth noting that if it weren't for a couple of late goals against Oldham in the last few weeks, we would be bang in trouble. Um, so, 
yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to go as far as to go when we stay up just yet because I don't think it's nailed on and I don't want to tweak any footballing gods' nipples. But yeah, let's see what happens in the next. Can few we weeks. talk about the Arctic Monkeys again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We'll finish on our game, and we'll we've actually got a game against the team from the same city as the Arctic Monkeys. So I've gone for another team that we probably won't be playing for a while, and that's Sheffield United. Um, the game I've gone for, I've got a feeling we might have done this before, but we've done 69 episodes now, so that's going to happen at some point, I'm afraid. I'm not going back through all of them, and I don't have a list of the ones we've done. So it was Dale's only ever win today against Sheffield United. It came on the 27th of February 2016. At Spotland, uh, it was a 2-0 victory. And Chaff, I think you were the winner, as always, last time out. So I'll let you go first. Any player from Dale's match day squad for that 2-0 win against them Blades. Well, I'm hoping this is the right game. But that my favourite memory from that game was Grant Alt beating three players, um, even at his age and, and size. And it was magnificent to see as well. Go Grant Alt. Yeah, Grant Holt came on uh, at half time and yeah, famous that famous run and a famous goal and chicken dance as well. What a brilliant performance from him. Right over to you. Mm, um Jim McNulty. Yeah, Jim McNulty started. Can I just say I'm not cheating here by any stretch of the imagination, but I've got a signed shirt from that season next to me oh. on the wall. <laughs> so if I don't win this one, there's something really wrong. Um <laughs> I'll go Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. Yeah, Mendes-Lang is correct. And I, I will be banning you if you look to your left at any point in the day. All right, fair enough. It's the green and black shirt. It's uh, yeah, it was a belting shirt, that. It's a nice shirt. I'm going to say, you can't just sit there staring at it, Jaff. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, green and black enough. shirt has helped, though. Callum Camps. That's a good shout. Um be that guy. Yeah, he was on the he was on the bench. He didn't come <laughs> on. You got lucky there, right? <laughs> uh, Jim McNulty. He's been said. Right with. Oh, oh, did you say it? Oh no, said. no knob. Chaff is defeated. <laughs> Ryan, I mean, oh, that's outrageous. I was about to say no one wants to win it in that way, but you just want to win, though. You look at that. Look at your face. What it tells what it means. Oh, it was. Um, I just knew what kind of physicality we needed. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd looked at the game plan, looked at the opposition, just yeah, no. Incredible, mate. Well done. Um... <laughs> Individual errors every week. <laughs> I'll just run you both through that team. I think that's the shortest version of that game we've ever had. Um, oh, we had Josh, Josh Lillis in goal. Now, Canavan, Ashley Easton, Joe Rafferty, Jim Rinaldi in defence. Uh, midfield of Jamie Allen, Michael Rose, Matt Lund, and then the front three was Ian Henderson, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang and Joe Bunny. Uh, and on the bench, Steve Collis, Reese Bennett, Callum Camps, Luis Alessandra, Peter Vincenti, uh, Grant Hall and Ruben Noble Lazarus. So, Ryan, congratulations. Chaff, I'm sorry to have depressed you even more by uh, luring you into a defeat there. Shut up. <laughs> all right lads uh, um, thanks very much for joining me tonight hopefully we'll be back very very soon with a, an ex-player podcast a player who may have been mentioned earlier in the podcast tonight um, so yeah fingers crossed keep your eyes peeled for that um, but all that's left for me to say on this one is thank you very much as always Chaff 
Yeah, cheers. Great therapy session. <laughs> um, cheers as always, right? Yeah, cheers, Dean. Um, Favourite worst nightmare is the worst article you can over. I hate you. I will fight you. I will fight you. Dale of the Dale. To be fair, oh. I think I think for what it's worth, I think that was a good episode. Because I, I think it's a great episode. Yeah, better with, for all the wrong Luke, reasons. You know you're saying you're better, we're better without Luke. Yeah. I don't think I said that, but it's implied in it. <laughs> well, we've got our little end of uh, podcast skit there. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>